generating leads is inherently not the hard part. What is difficult is having a system and a sales process around closing those leads. And so we said, how can we bring that to people instead of just the lead gen? So ultimately what we've built out is it is a service now where we have our lead generation process that we run in every market. It's a combination of direct mail, SMS, messaging, and then we build a very heavy brand with a lot of web retargeting behind it. So we push people to the website and the whole concept is the same as every other marketing business. So someone needs to be exposed to you 14 to 17 times before they want to do a transaction. Well, I'm excited to welcome you to the show, Mike DeHaan. How we doing, brother? Good, Maddie. How you doing, man? It's uh, good to see you again. I know. We just uh, got some time together in Lake Tahoe at the GoBundance Annual Winter Mastermind. That was fun. Yeah, it was. I mean, and I, I really appreciate you doing like your one sheet and all that stuff up on stage. That's uh, You put yourself out there in a way that... Is uh, That's making yourself vulnerable, man. You're kind of showing all your dirty laundry. Yeah. I guess... It says a lot about, about you as a, as a person. And then also too, it's cool to, I guess, learn that whole process of, of looking at like wealth and income and, you know, your whole balance sheet, right? From someone that's, I guess for me, you know, you're only a little bit older than me, but someone that has like a lot more wisdom around it, I think is super insightful. Well, dude, I I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that that yeah. was fun. Of course, when you get Aaron West, you know, busting your balls and talking some shit from stage, that's always, that, <laughs> that always adds another dynamic. Um yeah. But was uh, that was that that was fun, man? I think you know the one sheet has been such a powerful tool. Any any tool, I think that you know gives you clarity around the things that matter most, whether it's in your life, in your health, in your relationships, your business, um, you know what you currently have and what you currently are, you know, kind of pursuing. It makes it really easy to um, kind of get the the value and the feedback from people that can really serve you. And obviously in that community, you know, that's uh that's one of the the staples and and really kind of one of the processes that allow you to get as much feedback in such a short amount of time. So I appreciate you sharing that. And it was it was fun hanging out with you and chatting a little bit about what you got going on. And I know we're gonna break a lot of that down today because where I've seen you start and where you're at today is amazing. And it feels like you're really only scratching the surface with a lot of the stuff that you've got going on in the real estate investing world, which now is kind of becoming available to more investors and blowing up. So we're going to talk about uh, that today in terms of how you're kind of creating this disruption in the real estate wholesaling space and launching wholesaling as a service for people that may not want to run it as a you know, full-time focus for themselves, um, or maybe don't have the experience or the knowledge, but are really looking to get into the space, um, you know, leveraging your company and what you guys have done is insane. So I know we're going to talk about that, but I want people to kind of know a little bit more about Mike and the journey that you've been on and where this all began. So as you got into um, kind of your professional space, you know, where did this real estate investing, entrepreneurship, and or just, you know, professional career start for you. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. 
These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales, and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. Yeah. Um, so first off, the real estate stuff was never on my radar. Like when I originally, I don't know, just started life, even growing up, my uh my parents, they bought their house for cash, you know, in like the late 80s, the house that I grew up in. Um, you know, my dad was a was an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, he owned a travel business. They bought their house for like $110,000 or whatever it was in the 80s in, in Montana. And I it, I didn't even realize that until I started getting into real estate, you know, way later that they had never even gotten a mortgage before. So the whole real estate process was not something that I was brought up around at all. Um, and, you know, grew up in Montana, Bozeman, Montana, which is a very popular place to go now due to its asset access to skiing and Yellowstone and all these sort of places. But back when I grew up there, I mean, it was a small cattle town, pretty much, you know, it was a little bit more developed than a cattle town, but still same sort of vibes. And like, it was small enough that I remember when we got our first apartment store, which was a Target, and I was 11 years old. And so that was only like 20 years ago. You know, that wasn't like that long ago. And now, and now that area, you know, has everything and houses there sell for a million dollars. Um, so grew up there and the goal was always to go the traditional path, go to college, which I did. Went up through high school, went to um, Gonzaga University here in Spokane, where I still live, got an engineering degree. And once I graduated, by all intents and purposes, the rest of my life was set for me, right? I had an engineering degree. I had a stable career. I had a job at Boeing. Everything was lined up to, you know, just do the corporate path like I was supposed to do. But even when I was like in school, and especially when I started working, I wasn't like a good fit for that sort of lifestyle. Um, And I I remember I've always kind of had this little bit of, I don't want to say anti-establishment, I would say anti I have like leadership issues, I guess. Like I have trouble working for other You're people. Unhirable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like even, even when uh, I started my first job, I was in the bathroom. It was like my second or third day at work. I was like 23. And this guy came in and I made kind of a snarky remark to him about the office. And he said, he said, oh, it was like, well, I'm the, I'm the office manager. He's like, I'm technically your boss. And I think he said that as a way of like being, be careful what you say, but my response to him being a sassy 23 year I was like, oh, we'll consider that some feedback then. We need to figure that out. And that's where I got around of like, I'm not really a good team player. <laughs> and it's funny. It's one of those like little moments that they probably doesn't even remember that, but it stood out in my mind of something like that. In hindsight, was a little bit weird. Um, so I was an engineer for a while. Never really enjoyed it. I really struggled with the ups and downs of that style of business, you know, a lot of button seat time, not a lot of like mental stimulation. And the real slap in the face came after the first year when, you know, I felt like I had been working pretty hard and I got like a $3,000 a year raise. 
And I was like, this kind of sucks. You know, I was living in Seattle. It's an expensive place to live. I didn't have a whole lot of affordability. Um, sorry, I, I couldn't afford a lot for the area, right? Just yep. because everything there was expensive. And, you know, going through that, I just started to go like, there must be something more that I can do. And first off, I, you know, blamed the Seattle area, said it wasn't really my vibe. I wasn't from a city that big. So I moved back here to Spokane where I'm at, I am now worked at a different company that I actually really liked working for and had a huge upgrade on my lifestyle because it was so much cheaper. But then I just ultimately after a year of that said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I quit. So 2018, I kind of just pulled the, pulled the cord, jumped out of the plane and uh, just hoped that my parachute opened and decided I was going to believe in myself. And what followed was me having kind of no idea what I was doing, driving for Uber. I was working out of a gym. I did those kind of things for years while I just dabbled in different sort of entrepreneurship endeavors, read a lot of business books, was trying to figure out my thing. And I tried everything from you know e-commerce to running marketing agencies to I, I taught myself how to code for a span. I worked at a couple different startups just doing like general, um, mostly front-end development and kind of strategy with these with these different applications that we were building. And real estate actually came around almost an accident because when I read all these wealth generation books, real estate comes up all the time, right? You yep. read any book about generating wealth, real estate is the number one reoccurring thing that occurs in every general stance, right? Yeah. And... My goal when I started getting into real estate was I want to have some passive income so that I can focus on these other endeavors. And it wasn't even about becoming a real estate investor or like flipping house or doing any things I've done over the past couple of years. So I liquidated my corporate 401k. I had about 110,000 in it. I'd been you know diligent about putting money in there during my time as an engineer. And I bought these turnkey properties that were brand new builds that in hindsight were actually pretty rough investments. Um, just because like the cash and cash was not what I thought they were going to be. And I was just being ignorant and trying to make like a, you know, a decision that I thought would give me a little bit of cash flow. Cause like my, my knowledge to it was, okay, if I buy these, my mortgage payment will be 1100 bucks. I'll be able to rent them for 1600 bucks. I'll make $500 a month, which of course is not how it works when you account for management, taxes, everything else. Right. Yep. So got into those, but I did start making a little bit of money and that gave me the bug. So I started getting into content around real estate, you know, bigger pockets, all those sort of things, going to meetups and decided I was going to start flipping houses, um, mostly so that I could buy more houses so I could have more passive income so I could focus on the endeavors that I thought I was interested in. Got into that realm, partnered up with people. I didn't have a whole lot of money. I had some hustle. I had some time. So I would partner with people that had the cash. I would do a lot of the work and piece together a lot of the projects um, and flipped a couple of houses in 2019. Made a little bit of money. First house I did, I spent four months doing it. Um, worked a ton. I made $4,000. Hmm. So someone said that that was like a giant waste of time, but it was a huge education. And that really started to give me the bug was when I started to make some real money on the flips after that. Started buying some more properties, started doing the Burr method to build my portfolio. And then ultimately I got recognized as being, I guess, an A player in my market. So I got invited to, I would say, more of an exclusive meeting with all the people that were very active in the space. I went, I felt like I was an imposter when I walked into the room. When I walked out, I was like, these guys aren't any smarter than me. And these guys are doing seven figures a year. How can I be like these guys? And so then I honestly just got to work learning about their businesses and copying them. <laughs> and 
lo and behold, COVID happened and a lot of them faded out because they had a lot of overhead, didn't have a lot of gusto, and I was able to rise up. Um, and now fast forward to right now where I'm at. Um, so we did our first deal off market as a wholesale deal in May of 2020. Um, we are actually closing our 200th deal here tomorrow since we started. So that's in about was what, almost almost three years, about 200 yep. deals. I run a completely virtual team. We do it around the country. And as you alluded to at the start, my current endeavor is I'm working to productize the wholesale business, right? And make it so that anyone can benefit from the systems and the process that we have built out by basically becoming a partner of ours and running like hiring us as a service to run in your market so that you can have all the upside while we continue to scale the system and everything that we become good at. So I definitely want to dig into that because I've been in the wholesaling, you know, I started off wholesaling to invitation homes and US homes when they were, you know, this was back in 2010 when foreclosures were everywhere. And that's kind of how I got my start into, um, you know, working with hedge funds and, and wholesaling. And obviously, I don't spend too much time in the single family space anymore. Um, every once in a while, I'll come across, you know, a, a good wholesale deal from a good wholesaler. But the industry has, you know, really evolved over the years. And what you have done and, you know, set up first zero to 200, you know, deals in less than three years is insane, but it's possible. And I love that you have really found a way to simplify this process and to um, really package up the process in a way that can be repeatable, scalable, and ultimately, right, duplicated for other individuals in other markets around the country, which really creates this opportunity for collaboration in markets all around the United States. So talking about wholesaling and what you think the problems are of wholesaling in the industry as a whole and what you guys are doing differently, I'd love to start there. Yeah, so... I mean, I think the biggest problem with wholesaling as a whole right now is that it is sold by gurus as a get-rich-quick scheme, which does a couple of things. Like A, it discounts the skill level and the capital that you actually need to run a successful real estate wholesaling business. Like sure, the barrier to entry is low for somebody who can go and you know con a grandma to sell their house for a discount, right? Or can go and get lucky getting a deal somewhere. But to actually run a business, it is a very expensive business to run and it is very challenging. And it requires a lot of knowledge of the real estate transactional process, even more so than the real estate itself. So, I mean, those that that is one big problem. The second big problem with it is that as it has become more popular, there is this really big rise of, I would say, like real estate related products that are meant to make it easier for people to do. So like a lot of these pay pay per lead style of companies, right? Where like you're actually buying a lead for say, you know, a thousand bucks, these different call centers, these different, all these sort of things, but none of them actually allow you to execute. And and like the metrics that they go on and that most uneducated people in the space lean on is its effectiveness is based off of the leads that come in, right? But they can just like, especially with call centers, we see this a lot. If someone answers the phone and someone's willing to talk to the call rep, they'll consider that a lead and they will submit that to the client. So then what happens is you end up with these people, these wannabe wholesalers who hired these call centers who are talking to hundreds of people who are not motivated. They don't actually want to sell 
but they feel like their lead production is being productive because they see their CRM building up, right? So what it does is it creates a ton of work, very little productivity, and the only person who gets rich at the end of that is the call rep, as a call center, yeah. when they yep. you know are doing it a bunch across a bunch of people. Um, and you know we we participated in a lot of these, like we've used a lot of these services, and what we ultimately realized was generating leads is inherently not the hard part. What is difficult is having a system and a sales process around closing those leads. And so we said, how can we bring that to people instead of just the lead gen? So ultimately what we've built out is it is a a service now where we have our lead generation process that we run in every market. It's a combination of direct mail, SMS messaging, and then we build a very heavy brand with a lot of web retargeting behind it. So we push people to the website and the whole concept is the same as every other marketing business of someone needs to be exposed to you 14 to 17 times before they want to do a transaction. We try to escalate that by combining, you know, the guerrilla tactics, the SMS and the um, direct mail with this very robust online presence. People get exposed to our company very quickly. So we bring that, we copy and paste our proven brand with a good Google track record in your market and then we also provide a sales team with that as well. So you're not like having to figure out how to do follow-up on your own, not trying to figure out how to do sales on your own. We already bring that person that we know how to train, we know how to systematize, and we just plug them right into your market. And with this business, because we do it at such scale, ultimately what it's turned into is we can now go and plant this and run this in your market for cheaper than somebody can do on them by themselves. Because we you know we're we're sharing resources across you know the staff and across the systems and across everything to the point that we've actually had some people that have come and worked with us. You know they'll like sort of see the cost, they'll do all this, like I think I'm going to go and do this myself, and then it ends up costing them more than we charge once they pay for their CRM, their data, their VAs, you know their cold calling dialer, all that sort of stuff. So you know it's it's it, we're able to rinse and repeat this in pretty much every market that we've been to in a very very efficient way amazing dude i love the you know the benefits right of getting experience economies of scale so many things with you know proven systems and and i know that is right coming from an engineering background one of your areas of expertise talk about your sales and marketing process and ultimately how people are doing it wrong and maybe they don't even need to figure out how to necessarily do it right, but how you guys, by partnering accordingly with the right people, can allow them to accelerate getting to a place of profitability and the benefits of having a really strong sales and marketing process. Yeah. So the number one thing that a lot of people like, like they, that they don't understand about wholesaling real estate is it's very rarely about the property. It's very rarely about the price. It's a people-based business, even more so than traditional real estate, right? Because especially these days, you know, when there's a housing crisis, um, you know, a lot of people don't have anywhere to go. Like a lot of people will rather just like sit in their house getting foreclosed on for another six months. At least they know they'll have security for the short term. You have to learn to focus on people's problems and overcome the hurdles that are in front of them. So more often than not, we are, you know, we are spending time, we train our guys to get good at like building these relationships, learning the legal processes of overcoming, you know, different foreclosures, overcoming liens, overcoming family situations that have created distresses with the property. And honestly, more of our time is spent working with title companies and lawyers and accountants and all these sort of things, more so than even on the property, 
right? And most people, when they get into this, they want to be a real estate investor. They care about the real estate. And what happens is when we like to move up, most of our partners, they sort of fit this avatar of they want it, they want the opportunity. They understand that they need to work with the people, but they hate it. Right. That's not it's not their thing. They they didn't become a real estate investor to deal with people's baggage. So we take over that for them, right? So a lot of our our sales reps, you know, they have more um, I would say like hard sales backgrounds or like sort of relationship focused backgrounds. Um, so like insurance sales, you know, um, like a security system sales, things like that, where people will tell you no very, very quickly until they trust you. Whereas like realtors and people like that, they focus more on you know, what's the value of the house? Like, how does my ego sort of help me sell this house and all that sort of stuff, which isn't what does get you success in this. Um, and people are able to figure that out on their own, but ultimately it comes down to people don't want to because that isn't what they signed up for when they started pursuing these opportunities. So that's that's kind of like the focusing on that has allowed us to be more successful because that expectation is set with our team. They go into the conversations with that in mind. And a lot of our conversations with sellers are more in that direction versus the actual house and the offer. Now, a lot of people have kind of the limiting beliefs around virtual assistants, right? And I know you heavily run and scale your business off of virtual assistants to really live the lifestyle by design mantra, right? You know, yeah. having a virtual team gives you the capacity to really work anywhere you want to, anytime you want to, and still have the the proper support and the right team. How have you approached building such a successful virtual assistant team? What's your mindset around that? And you know, what do you think some of the people that have failed, you know, with virtual assistant teams are overlooking and might, you know, want to revisit? Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are going to fill up fast. And trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Yeah, so when it comes to our virtual virtual team, I would say it's more than virtual assistants. We have virtual staff, 
right? So we have, you know, several people that I would classify as assistants in the way that they do kind of like admin administrative work, but we have high quality virtual staff as well to make up the crux of our business. So for example, our web developer, um, he has 15 years of experience. He's based out of Romania. We pay him a salary of $24,000 a year. But for having someone with that level of experience in the United States would cost us like 100 grand, right? Yep. 85,000, whatever it is. But he's just as good as people here, if not better, honestly. And he's very grateful for the opportunity because he comes from a country where the average annual income is like $800 a month. Okay, we pay him almost three times that, right? So we'll, as we have approached this, what we have looked at is um, these different roles. Like what are things that really... Are like honestly need to be US based? And what ones, like what roles do people in other countries probably have the skill set for? And as we got into that, really what it came down to was the only stuff that needs to be American based, honestly, is the acquisitions managers, the sales reps, because having the American accent and the understanding of American real estate culture is very important. And that doesn't really exist in other countries. But every other role that we have, you know, from our, like I said, our web developer, our, our video editors, our marketing managers, um, everything else is all virtual or virtually based. And we pay people good money. And it's not just like they're all from the Philippines. We have people from the Netherlands. We have people from, you know, we have a guy from Romania, people from Central America, a um, couple people from India, all over. And taking the, the concepts of the systemization around that makes it, I mean, hiring those people is no different than hiring American people. You know, and a lot of people seem to think that it is for some reason, but you know, you still have an interview, they still have resumes, they still have ambitions, you know, they still have their own life goals that they want to do. And you just treat them like every other employee. And then surprise, they perform like a regular employee. It's not rocket science, but people always try to make it weird just because they live overseas. Um, and so we've built that out. And then doing that too, is one of the reasons our business has been able to be successful because we've taken those same methods of um, systemization and put them into our sales team. So like even now we're, we're we're working with this partnership program that we have in 12 different markets. Our sales staff are based out of Washington State, California, um, Colorado, and we're currently looking at another one's down in Texas. And because we built our business with this virtual office place in mind, it's very easy for us to have a very large hiring pool and to drop our assistance for this partnership program in any market because we established that from the ground up when we initially started. Um, and also too, for me as a business owner, I have now been a part of closing deals in four different continents, right? Just because I don't have to be here to, to manage it. I've managed deals from rural Africa. I've managed deals from several places in Europe. Um, you know, I managed deals from South America. Like you need, it's all, it's all, it doesn't matter where you are anymore once you build it at the general foundation. It's amazing, dude. So walk us through an investor that is maybe either already investing or they're thinking about investing? Like who is the ideal partner for your company? And, you know, how do you go about identifying who the right person is, what the right market looks like, and how you know it's going to be a successful, you know, synergy and relationship? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll backtrack just a tiny bit really quick. So one of the reasons this whole model came about was because when we started to scale our wholesaling market outside of Spokane, um, you know, we kind of had reached the the bang for our buck and our marketing dollars here. Mm -hmm. Populations had been maxed out. We started going virtual, and we found that there was these repeat challenges of 
knowing the neighborhoods, knowing the demographics, having connections with key players there, whether that's like, you know, buyers for wholesale deal, deals, um, contractors, inspectors, whatever you need. Finding those relationships and nurturing them was very hard from a distance. On top of that, you're an outside investor going into most markets. Buyers are less likely to want to do business with you because you're encroaching on their turf, right? So we originally started doing JVs with people where we would, you know, partner with them. We'd split all the costs and then we would, you know, just like split deals 50-50 as they came together. But then ultimately they'd be like, well, I want to keep this one, but I also want a good deal. I don't want to pay you. I want to flip this house, all this sort of stuff. So we just said, let's nix it. What if we just received, what if we just did it as a service for these people, right? Um, and uh, we, we beta tested with a couple people and worked out really, really well. And our partners started making a lot of money. Um, so the ideal person that we're looking for is somebody that has, you know, either hungry, right? They want to, they want to close some deals. Like they're willing to pay a little bit of money to jump the line and not have to build a system and process over six to 12 months. They want to start being able to close deals in as low as a couple of weeks. Right. Um, so they're hungry there. They have a knowledge of the market. They ideally have some sort of connection um, with other investors. Like they not necessarily need to have a buyer's list, but they have to know people that are buying off-market properties or they have to have a strong buying position themselves. We have a couple of people that we work with that are career flippers that they buy everything that we find. They work out, that work out, that works out great. Um, and honestly, really that's it. Like what we don't want is the people that are like new to real estate. They don't want to commit any time to it. They're not really interested in, um, you know, helping underwrite deals and all that sort of stuff. But if you like find yourself that you like know that you have the itch to do big things and you know you have the hustle, you just don't want to build the back end and spend a year doing that. That's the person that we're looking for, right? I love it. So yeah. what does the startup investment of cost look like if, you know, what does that process look like in terms of how much out of pocket is somebody going to have to, you know, make sure they have available? Obviously, if somebody's like, hey, I got plenty of time, plenty of energy, I'm ready to get after it every single day, but there's some upfront investment. What does that look like? Yeah. So we tell people that um, ideally have about 30 grand to be able to start just because that's what it's going to start to, it's going to take start getting some traction. And what that looks like is, so our service per month is $5,000. Okay. Um, and, you know, some people say like, that's a lot. What I, how I frame that is you're basically paying for a $60,000 a year employee, right? But you're getting an entire team, an entire system yep. with that for that same $60,000 a year employee, right? So $5,000 is our monthly fee just to manage the system. And then the direct mail that we do run, we do bill at cost. Um, we do get things direct mail, typically about 20% discounted from our mail house. Again, because of the volume that we use, we get stuff cheaper than most people can. Um, and we recommend on average um, $5,000 a month in mail to sort of build up that lead generation engine. And then time to close the first deal is usually two to three months. So say basically 10 grand a month, um, for the first three months, that would be 30 grand. And at that point, we should be closing deals pretty consistently. Um, and what the flow looks like is, you know, you connect with our team, we get the, your basic buying criteria, we put together our marketing plan, we verify it with you. And then from there, you're honestly pretty hands off. Our team, um, you know, orders the marketing, everything goes out. We have SMS that we do in-house that runs all the time. Our 24-7 call center receives all the leads. Our lead managers do all the verification. Our acquisition managers have all of the complex conversations. And when we find someone 
that has some sort of motivation, either they want to close quick, the property is distressed, they have some sort of personal motivation, um, you know, any of that sort of stuff. Then we engage with the client and we say, hey, this deal is worth looking at. Will you help us underwrite it while we learn the market, get a general idea about what they'd be willing to pay for the property, what they think a good deal is, and then we do all the negotiation after that. So ultimately, once it's established, and kind of like our star client up in up in Maine, um, he he closed a hundred twenty five thousand uh, dollar wholesale fee this past week, and I was talking to him about it after that, and he's like, right now, man, he's like, honestly, I have so much time, I don't even know what to do. He's like, he has like ten to fifteen hours of work that he does for us. When we have hot deals come through, he works a little bit more to help get stuff closed. He's finding buyers, all that sort of stuff, but it's just it's just plug and play, and he has all of the upside now that we have that sort of cadence and everything established with him. So we've been able to take the lifestyle business I built for myself and now provide it to him just because we copied and pasted the same system that I've been running and living off of for the last couple of years. What is kind of the big grand vision? You know, obviously it's mm-hmm. something that is is a business model, but I was one of the things I love about businesses that are built around real estate is, you know, generally those businesses by being in proximity to real estate consistently find ways to you know produce generating wealth generating opportunities and cash flow opportunities for the people in those businesses so in terms of what is the business goal what's the wealth goal what's the lifestyle goal like what's your vision as you see your company you know taking off yeah so and there's something that we hired a business coach this year to help sort of structure this and figure this out which has been a a new one for me because like honestly last year 2022 i traveled for 12 weeks out of the country i did like a five-week road trip across africa you know i did a big road trip around spain and morocco i did all these sort of things and i had like a pretty sweet lifestyle which was always my goal when i started and as we kind of wrapped up our africa trip i started having this itch for like i want to do something bigger which is why we decided to go big into this business um so our goal with this is to be able to do this in 50, all 50 states. That's kind of like my big hairy audacious goal. That I think would be super cool. So we can say we're one of the only wholesaling businesses that is wholesaling in all 50 markets. And I can comfortably say that we would be the wholesale business doing that, even though our clients have the upside because we are still running the sales team. We're still doing the process. Okay. And, and it's funny, a lot of people, they say, why would you do that versus just wholesale yourself in 10 different markets? Ultimately, it's because... For us, establishing and maintaining those relationships with different markets is hard. So having this partner becomes like our who, not how for that, right? Mm. And the exchange is that we make less money, right? For like per deal and in each market, but we can scale our system, which we're good at on a very massive scale. So net is going to be, you know, almost better for us than if we're trying to always be herding cats in these different markets. So ultimately, yeah, so, so. Kind of our big goal with it is in the next three years, if we can get it large enough systematized to potentially pursue an exit. Um, our business coach right now, he he has an experience um, selling off both a property management business and a marketing business to private equity. And the structure of this business as it's built out, I think it will have value not only as a revenue generator with the clientele and the systems that we have, but also too, if there was a private equity company that was like, well... I want to run this purely for my own prospecting, for my own investing to buy discounted deals. There's no reason they couldn't buy it and like kind of butcher it, turn it into that, which I think would be extremely valuable to people, especially as institutional money is buying more and more residential real estate. Is this something that only applies to single family or is there a commercial aspect and approach that you guys have been exploring and provide as well? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, So we've had several 
multifamily people and, and different larger asset people approach us to work with us. We have a slightly different model that we do with them that is more discounted price. So we do um, basically $1,500 just to run the marketing and provide our call center and our lead managers on the back end. Um, so we don't provide the sales rep that we manage, mostly just because having sales reps that are sophisticated enough to discuss larger assets is, is more challenging. Yep. And because they all work off of a commission basis, it just doesn't fit our general model. Um, but we do have several people we've been working with as well that are doing multifamily assets and they've been having some good success. The only stuff we haven't really um, dabbled in with, and I'm, I'm slightly hesitant to, is mostly self-storage, just because the way that those those sellers exist, like there's such a huge um, presence of institutional money. And it, the, like we we played with it a little bit. The response just wasn't working. And it's just, a, it's a different kind of marketing model than we have. That's more relationship-based. But we've had success with mobile homes, uh, sorry, mobile home parks, multifamily properties, triple net commercial. Even one of our, our clients down in San Diego has been closing some triple net commercial deals. So, you know, it, it's it's all a product, uh, a um, systematized marketing system that can work with everything if it's given enough time. I think where most people, they experience shortcomings when they're doing Azure lead generation is they don't give enough time or systemization behind it. Yep. Well, Mike, I know a lot of people are going to want to probably engage and check out what you got going on, brother. Where is the best place to send them for more information? Yeah. So um, a lot of the stuff is under the umbrella of my podcast. Um, it's kind of like our main marketing channel. It's how we build a lot of relationships with people. So it's called the Collecting Keys Podcast. And if you go to collectingkeyspodcast.com slash partner, you can uh, schedule a call um, with me to discuss this general part of our business. We also have some other things that we monetize through the podcast as well, through like a mastermind and all that sort of stuff. But for this particular program we talked about today, collectingkeyspodcast.com slash partner is the best place to go. Mike, want to appreciate you for coming on the show, brother, and, and sharing what you're up to. This is, I think, something that is going to create a ton of value for real estate investors all over the country. And uh, seeing how you've continued to grow and scale your business, as well as obviously just seeing you continue to evolve and um, you know scale yourself and your life is inspiring and grateful to know you. And we appreciate you coming on the Millionaire Mindcast today. Awesome, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're also going to get entered in to win a $100 gift card. Don't forget to share this episode out with somebody else that may need to hear it or may get some value from what was talked about in today's interview. And for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey, you want to unlock more financial freedom, you want to get more time back, or maybe you just want to level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to MillionaireMindcast.com and check out all the amazing products and resources that we have for our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, downloads and checklists, the Rich Life Planner for those of you looking to take your goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great, valuable tools, so be sure to check those out at MillionaireMindcast.com. And last but not least, if you're not on my weekly text letter and you want to be the first to know of exclusive updates and offers in addition to behind the scenes access to a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, that I'm investing in, be sure to join by texting the word notes to 844-447-1555. With that being said, thanks for listening today. Until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.